Hey, Max. So, I read online the other day that uh, Apple is changing the gun emoji to a water pistol. So, basically, they just completely got rid of all of the mass shooting problems in America with that only. I'm running for president. No, God! No, God, please, no! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of The Liberty Boys, the libertarian podcast, a.k.a. Lib Chats. And I'm here once again with the Dylan Allman. The. The Dylan the. Allman. You can't forget the, because I think you just type in Dylan Allman. You may get someone completely different on Twitter. I'm actually going to try that right now. When yes. Yes. While you do your little intro. They stole freaking, I used to have Dylan underscore Allman, and then I was like, I don't want the underscore anymore, so I just put the Dylan Allman, because someone took Dylan Allman. And okay. then one day I was like, okay, maybe I do want the underscore, and then someone freaking took that while I had a change, so I'm just stuck with the Dylan Allman. Well, some filthy animal uh, joined in March 2012, apparently, and they're, they're named Dylan Allman. Yeah. And uh, they haven't tweeted yet. I know. They have, but they have two followers. <laughs> and they haven't even uploaded a profile picture. So, so you, you know, I, I think you might be winning here. Yeah, it kind of it pisses me off. But uh, let's go ahead. Let's get started. Um, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the, um, the, the Libertarian Town Hall yeah, on CNN. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, I'd kind of like to know what everyone else thought about that as well. So if you guys want to... Um, mention me in your uh, Twitter post. I guess that's the proper verbiage for that. I don't know. I'm still kind of a noob. But yes. uh, me- me- mention me and uh, kind of let me know what you thought about the, the, the Libertarian Town Hall because I thought it was... I can't say I was too... <sighs> I'll get into that later, but I thought it was awesome of the popularity of it, and uh, that it was, uh, I believe it was the most watched uh, hour on TV at that time, I think, I don't know, I'm probably wrong with that, but yeah, it I saw was, that, I saw it was, it was the most watched cable show that night. Right, right, that's that's what I was thinking, and that's awesome, because kind of like the reason why we're doing this in the first place, is to just get the conversation happening to kind of just open up that that first door and i think that this does a good job of doing that you know as long as everyone kind of got opened up to the message that we're bringing to the table here as a party and as a um as a theology not 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 theology ideology as a ideology um i think that is kind of serving its own purpose in and of itself that is a true statement want to get out there and spread this ideology as as far and wide as we can because it makes so much sense and everyone else will think it makes sense as well what what were some things that you liked about it and disliked um i kind of think i touched on like why i liked it i, I really liked not 100 percent the content per se i think we got to see a lot of uh bill wells that we hadn't really gotten to see prior to this town hall um bill wells got some jokes man he does. He does. He he's willing to toss some shade here and there, and I'm appreciative. I'm appreciative of it because you know I I respect them going into this um, as 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 the adults on stage. If mm-hmm. um oh, I'm sorry when they get on the debate stage with Hillary and Trump, um, I think Gary Johnson is going to be the adult on stage. But uh, I kind of like seeing Bill Weld as that uh, kind of. Uh, clever sidekick character you know um throwing jabs here and there because that's that is what hillary and trump are doing and it's kind of fun to see that from uh, a stance that i support as well one one thing i uh found this fact about 
Bill Weld, they were kind of talking about it on MSNBC when they like first started getting in the news. Um, it's that he was the a Republican governor in a predominantly Democratic state, Massachusetts. And that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's just... And he got elected the first time, but his re-election, there are 351 towns in Massachusetts. Only six of them didn't vote for him. And I think that's fantastic. That's I mean, crazy. I mean, what, where else uh, do you really have that happen? I that's, mean, uh, that speaks volumes. About... I, part- I participate in, in, and uh, work closely with uh, local politics as well. But uh, yeah, as a, as, a, as a governor, I mean, what where else can you get that kind of unity? Um, because that's what our country needs right now. We have, I think we have good ideas. Uh, I think we have good liberal ideas. I think we have good conservative ideas. But what we need is some unity to really... Uh, bring the people together and i don't see either other of the candidates doing that i see gary johnson uh, he, he may not be as strong and backboned as some uh more uh, uh radical uh, conservatives are and mm-hmm. and as I, I guess what libertarianism is thought of maybe a little bit more conservative than what gary's bringing to the table mm-hmm. especially what he mentioned on uh, on or during the town hall but i'll, I'll touch that on that here in a minute so you can kind of get started on that as well but um, I, I think that he is 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 more moderate, and that he is um, and that he is able to to speak about things on on either end and good ideas from either end, and we're able to get that bipartisanship that I think he'll help bring to the table. Of course. And uh, part of that that I'll uh, kind of let you touch on, because I know you had mentioned this earlier, uh, mentioned this to me earlier this week, is uh, was was that an endorsement of Black Lives Matter by by Gary Johnson, or it, or it definitely I... it definitely seemed like it. He he came out and said that he liked what they were doing because he truly believed that there was still discrimination against black people in the community, uh, particularly with cops. And, you know, I have a very strong opinion about Black Lives Matter. Um, From a broad standpoint, the movement itself, the whole we're going to, you know, bring black issues to the forefront and we're going to try to get them resolved and looked at that that's fine like you know you're standing up for something you believe in but this actual political movement is getting way out of hand and very ridiculous and i at least i hope gary johnson just doesn't know all the facts about it because it's kind of a new thing and and, and he did he did mention he had his head in the sand about the about the issue and kind of prefaced his uh statement on that I have a really strong opinion about Black Lives Matter. I think that they are filled with hypocrisy when it comes to racism. They advocate for everyone to be equal, but then all of a sudden they'll be start yelling at white people and stuff for being white and, you know, doing all these very hypocritical things when it comes to racism and they resort to violence and it's just it's it's crazy the amount of things that they'll do they they want there's been different groups that have come out and said that they they want cops to be killed and just watching these people a part of black lives matter on the news giving interviews and they just they're so quick to convict these cops of these shootings when there's not all the facts but then all of a sudden when there is overwhelming facts against a shooting that it was completely justified they'll step back and say hey we don't have all the facts so it's it's very infuriating to me when those types of things will come out just like the new shooting um 
with that new lady that everyone's freaking out about. Um, I, I can't remember her name, if you want to look that up real quick. But she, um, it, it was completely justified. She had previous things that she was pulled over for. She had a warrant for her arrest. And while she was in the car, she recorded a video. Was that, was that Corin Gaines? Yes. She was in the car. She was recording with her, like, three-year-old kid in the back seat. And she was like, hey, to her kids, she was like, you don't let these cops take you out. You kick and scream as much as you can. And she's just getting pulled over for, like, a traffic violation. And these cops come up, and they're like, hey, we want your license and registration. And she's like, you're going to have to kill me before you get me out of this car. You're going to have to murder me. Get ready for that. And they're like, ma'am, come on. Like, what's the, your problem? And I think there's a separate issue with Corn uh, Gaines that I mentioned. That was the young young woman that was in her house with her with her son. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, due to a failure to show up, show up at uh, court, and the police were ready to, uh, were there ready to serve warrants for that. And that was a, that that was another recent issue. That was earlier this month, actually. Yeah, and so it, it was just a problem because all the Black Lives Matter is saying like. Like, don't forget her life, you know, all this. Like, the cops are crazy, white people privilege, all this. And it's like, look, that was completely justified when you look at the facts of how she was trying to get... They had a warrant for her arrest. She has a shotgun sitting in the bathroom with her five-year-old son in her lap, yelling at the cops, posting videos of her son. And she's feeding this information to her son that the cops are there to kill them. And... They sit there for six hours, and eventually she gets up. She points the gun at the officers and says, I'm going to kill you. At that point, the officer shoots her, and she and she dies. And it's like, I don't understand how you can't say that that's justified, but people in Black Lives Matter will somehow find a way to justify that. And it's just baffling to me. And this type of thing, you, you wouldn't have seen... Rosa Parks standing on stage twerking with like bubble butt on on her pants like that's that's ridiculous and you know if you're gonna fight for something don't fight to stop racism with more racism it's very hypocritical and doesn't get anywhere it actually just makes it worse yeah, and I thought I thought Gary Johnson's endorsement of that was a surprising one to uh, to a, a lot of people including myself um, I I'm not sure of my stance on on on, on him doing that but mm-hmm. um what i i think it'll end up benefiting him in the end i i we have definitely seen some backlash because of it i've had many conservative friends who were doubting trump but uh not really sure where to look um they they asked me about this i got i must have gotten five questions today kind of asking you know what was up with gary johnson's endorsement of black lives matter and i and my only answer that i could provide is look he's he's trying to uh He's trying to cover the board here. He's he's mentioned uh, heavily his uh, his stance on taxes and taxation, which is which is going to be a fiscally conservative thing, uh, cut, cutting taxes, and they would appeal to that. But on his social policy, libertarians are socially, I guess, socially tolerable today. But as we as we've known it for many years, is socially liberal, mm-hmm. and and this is a this is definitely a liberal stance of his, and I I do see it justified. Um, Gary is a little bit more uh, left-leaning than a lot of um, conservatives want, but we really have to remember what libertarianism is about here. This is about being physically conservative and uh, you know understanding where our money's going and making sure it's going to appropriate things. But it's mm-hmm. also socially liberal and standing for the rights and the e- equality across the land. And so I I believe that Gary was really able to hit that 
in an interesting way and really appeal to uh, a much more broad base of voters in doing this. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, he also pushed a lot of people away with that. Just with all the with all the new stuff coming out, with they had Black Lives Matter came out about uh, 60 organizations associated with the Black Lives Matter movement. They released like a series of demands on, um, I think, last Monday where they asked for full and free access for all black people, including undocumented and currently and formerly incarcerated people to lifetime education a guaranteed minimum livable income for all black people, corporate and government reparations for slavery, and mandated public school curriculum. So pretty much what that means is they get free lifetime of education. So private schools, college, you name it. For people who are even undocumented and in jail, they get this. Guaranteed minimum livable wage for everyone. So they don't even have to work. They just get money just for doing nothing. Reparations for slavery. But I, the last thing here, mandated public school curriculums, that's, I mean, that's really interesting to me because if they're going to choose what they want to teach the, the, the children in the black communities, I, what are they going to, a lot of the Black Lives Matter people, they're, they're teaching everyone that white people are the devil and that they have this victimhood growing up and if they're going to mandate that those type of teachings it's never going to get better because this doesn't sound like equality for me i am all for equality but this is this is not equality this is completely favoring one group of people over another yeah and i i I do see it that way too to an extent um is this going what my only question i bring to the table is what is going to bring the american people together again and that's honestly what we need here. Mm-hmm. Is it is it going to be uh, continuously uh, benefiting one group over the other, whether it be white people, black people, senior citizens, I- anyone? Mm-hmm. What is what is freedom? What's equality? What's liberty? And in my opinion, that is uh, taking care of everyone equally. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I mean, I, I completely support, um, you know, maybe extra funding for teachers and military and stuff that we're that we're kind of doing, making sure those people that are really contributing to our to our uh, future and I mean um, teachers you know they're the ones teaching our youth I think that's a very important job to have yeah and military is defending our country from foreign threats I mean if we didn't have them I mean we would get the shit blown blown out of us excuse my language but I mean that if we didn't have the military that's what would happen if we didn't have teachers we would have an uneducated youth which is in a way I think that we're facing right now I think we have a a large scale uh issue that you know kids aren't receiving the greatest education in the world and i don't understand why they aren't when they're living in the best country in the world it doesn't make any sense to me yeah and i'll go back to my most uh favorite tweet uh, <laughs> why why are we prioritizing a war budget over an education budget preposterous and maybe maybe not word for word i'm not i'm not saying that we need to go to full uh you know common core education but what i'm saying is why, why are we focusing harder with people that we're fighting than you know uh kind of uh it's because of all the te- unnecessary teaching our, military teaching our, interventions exactly instead of te- instead of teaching our youth we're we're getting our youth ready for battle and i think that's ridiculous yeah and that's a big thing gary johnson has a stance on is the unnecessary military interventions for things that aren't necessary to defending our country indirectly 
directly affects us. If it doesn't directly affect our country or our security, then we don't get involved. And you know, that's 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 pretty appealing to me and to to a lot of other people, especially Bernie supporters. That's a big thing. Him and Bernie Sanders had a uh, similarity of. Um, but I was I, I was getting all heated up. I can I can sit here and talk foreign policy for. Yeah. hours and hours on end but i guess that'll be it for another for another episode yeah uh one one other thing i wanted to talk about is next or i think this week the next the next town hall on cnn is for jill stein and um she's the green party candidate the other the other third it's it sounds weird saying the other third party candidate it should be like the fourth party candidate yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i think that's definitely fourth fourth party candidate but um i I didn't know a lot about Jill Stein, and I decided to look up a lot of stuff. And I was reading through the different things that she had on her website, and she is very socialist, very. And see, at face value, I want to like her. Mm-hmm. I I like her attitude uh, towards politics, and I, and I and I like what she stands for in a way. But I guess you'll touch on this some more. But the the the, the last. I guess it was the debate or town hall that she had. I forget which one it was, but it was just it. It really turned me off, and it yeah. really turned it really turned me away. I'm like, yeah, I, I I thought you were better than this. The thing she's advocating for is is way way out there, very radical. Things like her, the way she's going to get rid of unemployment. Basically, if you're unemployed, the government will employ you. So there won't be anyone unemployed. I, I don't know what kind of jobs they're going to come up with for these people to do for the government, but the government will employ them to do something, and it's their last resort. Um, and also, she wants to raise the federal minimum wage to $15. And so I was thinking to myself, I don't know if this is how it's going to work, but just by reading that, there's kind of a loophole there. If you don't want to work... If you are really bad at your job and you don't try, if you don't try, they're not going to fire you because if they fire you, you're going to be unemployed and then they'll just rehire you back to the government and you're going to be $15 an hour, which is beyond livable. So this completely defeats any incentive to work at all because you don't have to do anything. And it's and that's the opposite of equality and what anything that libertarianism stands for. That's not freedom. That's, that's just giving the government more control over over your life and basically saying any plan that you could construct is is far inferior to anything that the government could provide for you and i think that's a very dangerous situation to put ourselves in exactly and she's for no student debt at all whatsoever it's just not possible to have it apparently and free education all the way through college for everyone that i mean that's so out there it's and all she has like pages on what they're going to do for the environment and stuff and i mean there's so many different directions i could argue against that i mean predominantly with business and such but i don't think we even have enough time to really delve into that during this episode but i definitely like to have a discussion on domestic business and foreign policy and i'm 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 really excited to get this to really enter in all episodes of this podcast oh of course man um last uh last thing i just wanted to uh I wanted to bring up, I made this poll on Twitter. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, pretty much what it was is I put who, was your, who would be your pick for president, and I gave four choices. First choice was uh, Windows 1995, Hillary Clinton, 
1998 Rage Rover or FarmersOnly.com? Guess who won? Um, I can tell you who I voted for. I actually don't remember who won. <laughs> but I voted for Range Rover. <laughs> First place with 37% of the vote. FarmersOnly.com <laughs> That, I mean, they would make pretty good. They're all for inclusion for farmers. Yeah, uh, for second farmers, place, <laughs> elitists. Second place, Windows 95 with 29% of the vote. <laughs> oh man, I remember having Windows 95. Third place, 1998 Range Rover with hey. 23% of the vote. There we go. And in fourth place, over in her corner, Miss... Hillary Clinton with 11% of the vote. I thought that was interesting. If I'm I'm going to start posting polls and stuff like that on my Twitter, so if you guys want to look out for that, that would be great. Um, but uh, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for our show this week. We don't, we don't do weekly, so I can't say this week. We'll just say episode number two. That'll wrap it up for episode number two. So, dose, 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 dose. If you want to uh, give a like to this, uh, depending on what you're listening to it on, and subscribe to us and follow us on Twitter. Wait one day, one damn minute. Hmm? I did not get any DMs last week, and then the, and that not bothered me. So we had we had over like 170 views on our last podcast for the first one, I know, I know, and I none did. of them. None of them DM you know Max. It doesn't even have to get as personal as a DM. It, you know, if you just tag me on Twitter and just say, say you, you heard it, say you listened <laughs> for the code word Willie Nelson. All right, that's an interesting. So, if you tweet me <laughs> at Max Eckert, and then however you want to put Willie Nelson or picture Willie Nelson, send that to me, and I will Snapcast you two dollars, and I will give you a shout out and retweet. And so will the Dylan Allman, I'm sure. You you might be able to talk the, to it. The Dylan Allman. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for us. Make sure to uh, – we're going to try to get these out um, a couple of times a week. So, so stay tuned for that. And we're having a lot of fun with this. So make sure to ma- leave a comment, tweet us about what you may want us to talk about, what you thought about the show. That would be, that would be amazing. And so, we left one thing out. Yeah, what is that? We need – a plethora of blue dads with this next episode. <laughs> big, big blue dads. L- I'm talking like larger than your standard blue dad. Like, probably about 1.33 times larger than your standard dad. And I want them all to sing a chorus for the show. Okay, okay. It's the, the kind that, that do weekly cookouts in the backyard. Yeah, they're, wearing, they're wearing their like K-Swiss shoes with some like black socks and cargo shorts with like a little like wife beater on. They're like, hey, come to the barbecue. Here on the Liberty Boys podcast, we we really love our blue dads and, and the way they live their lives. And, and they should be able to live their lives the way that they see fit. And, and we really stand for that. And we're glad that, that our viewers do too. So we're going we're gonna to sign off with that. And I'd like to wish everyone a happy birthday. And uh, <laughs> we, we love you with all of our hearts. Amen. Hey, where are the white women at? I'm just chilling in Cedar Rapids.
Okay, you go then. <laughs> no, I don't want to go anymore. See you. <laughs> What's what? up, everyone? Uh, Damn it! <laughs> you said you didn't want to do it. I know, but I lied. I'm hoping you didn't want to either, so I just started. Uh, okay.